What's up, guys? Welcome back to another daily Bible reading snapshot. Today, we're looking at Exodus 1, 2, and 3 here in our Old Testament. So we're starting a new book, but what we're doing here is we're transitioning from the story of the family of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, to now the nation of Israel, the nation that comes from Jacob. So it says that over the course of hundreds of years, this small group of people grows into a huge nation of about a million people who are living within the borders of Egypt, specifically in that land of Goshen. And it says, as they live there, they multiply. And then there came a Pharaoh that didn't know Joseph, that didn't respect the Israelites. And this Pharaoh enslaved the Israelites. So for hundreds of years, they live as slaves of these Egyptians. So Israelites are slaves in Egypt. What happens? Well, they say we need to control the population. So that what they do is they take some of these babies that are born, especially the male babies, and they kill them, which is terrible. And and there's some midwives that try to step in and help, and it seems like they help some of the babies, but overall things are going really bad for the Israelites here in Egypt. And it says there's a baby that's born whose name is Moses. And this Moses character, he has his parents who are both from the tribe of Levi. They want to save his life, so they send him off in this raft in the Nile River, and then someone finds him. Pharaoh's daughter's servants find this baby and Pharaoh's daughter wants to raise this kid as her own. So she says, hey, I got to go find a Hebrew to um, to nurse this baby and to, to, to take care of him. Who do they find? Well, they find Moses's mom and Moses's mom gets the joy of being with Moses for a while. But then after it's time, um, the, the nursing time's done and he's kind of growing up, they have to send Moses back to these Egyptian leaders. So Moses lives as the adopted kid of the Pharaoh's daughter. So as he grows up in this household, he's well acquainted with the royal people. He's in some ways kind of like a prince that lives in Egypt. And then after a while, he starts to identify with the Israelites and he sees this problem where there's this Egyptian master who's being mean to uh, one of the Israelite slaves and Moses steps in and he kills the Egyptian. And that spread so people hear about this even pharaoh hears about it so moses realizes his life is in danger he runs away to the land of midian he finds this guy named ruel or sometimes called jethro he works for him for a while he marries one of jethro's daughters and things seem to be going relatively well for moses even though he had to be on the run but the problem is back in egypt the israelites are crying out to god and a very famous section here in exodus chapter 2 verse 23 it says during those many days the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Then it says, their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. So, there's a very clear statement here that God understands the plight of the Israelites and he wants to help and he's going to help. How does he help? Well, he uses this guy named Moses. So God, it says, goes and he meets Moses at this place called Mount Sinai, in which he meets him at this mountain in the land of Midian. And God and Moses have this conversation with a burning bush. So God is in the bush, so to speak, and he speaks to Moses and he reveals some things about himself. He says his own name. He says in verse 14, when Moses is like, hey, if I'm going to go back to the people of Israel and lead them out like you want me to, what should I call you? And God says this, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And then God goes on to explain more. But the point is, this is the first time that God gives his personal name. 
I am. Or sometimes you might have heard it said Yahweh. That's probably how they actually pronounced it. So I am Yahweh, that, like God gives his personal name. So now that, that's the first time we really get that, which is super interesting, right? We we interacted with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and even Adam and Noah and all these good, righteous people, but the name of God has not come up until Moses asks for it and then God gives it here. So this is an amazing chapter where Moses is going to be sent off, but the problem is um, Moses fights back with God and thinks, oh, I can't serve you. I've got a stutter. Uh, I don't know how this is going to work. And God continues to push him and say, no, you are going to do this. You are going to serve me in this way. So we're going to read more about that in chapter four, but this is a great introduction to understanding the whole narrative of the book of Exodus. It starts out with God. It starts out with this character, Moses. So as we continue to read the book of Exodus, look at how God is going to use Moses, even though he's not very, um, he's not the most capable person. He's going to use him in ways far above Moses's talent level, which is super cool. So that's here in the book of Exodus. Let's look at the book of Matthew. Today we're finishing Matthew 15, where yesterday we read about these um, teachings from Jesus about what defiles a person. Now, Jesus is going to talk about all these other things. It's really a, a section of action that we're going to look at today. So not so much teaching, but a lot of action here at the end of this chapter. First thing that happens, Jesus is going to the region of Tyre and Sidon. So he's leaving his ministry down to the Jewish people. He's going up to the north. And as he's up there, there's a Canaanite woman. So a woman who's from the, the, the original tribes that were there. Remember, the Canaanites were the bad people. And she wants to be have her daughter healed. So her daughter is oppressed by a demon and he kept, or she kept going to Jesus and saying, Jesus, help us. And Jesus didn't respond right away. He says he didn't answer her a word. And then she keeps going and asking. And Jesus says something interesting, something hard for a lot of us to understand. It says, um, Jesus said, I'm not going to give the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Well, what does that mean? He's calling the Canaanite woman and, and her situation and all of her people, he's calling them the dogs, and then the, the children are the Israelites. And what Jesus is trying to say is, my mission is to the Israelites right now, and then the rest of the world, like that's going to come later, but my mission primarily is to the Israelites. So I can't give the healing and the intention that is supposed to be the Israelites, I'm not going to give that to these other people. And the woman answers back, she says, oh, but you know, don't you know that the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the children's table? And Jesus looks at her as she keeps pressing with faith, which remember, she believes that Jesus can help. She actually believes that, or many of the Israelites don't believe it. So Jesus says, oh woman, great is your faith. Be it done to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. And then it says, Jesus goes back near the Sea of Galilee and he's continuing to heal people. And it says, when he did that, people glorified the God of Israel interesting how after this whole discussion about is Jesus going to help outsiders and people who are not a part of Israel, Matthew makes it very clear, people worship the God of Israel. You know who the God of Israel is? Well, that's the I am who listened to his people's groanings in Exodus chapter two, who revealed himself in the burning bush. That's who they worship. So I love how our Old Testament and our New Testament connect in today's reading, especially where it says that Jesus looks at the crowds in the next section, verse 32, and says, I have compassion on the people. Jesus has compassion on the Canaanite woman. Jesus has compassion on the crowds. Jesus has compassion on the hungry people that needed food. He had compassion on them, just like God did in Exodus 2. He has compassion on his people. 
just think that's a big overarching principle that we see both in the Old and New Testament today, that Jesus has compassion on his people who call out to him for help. And he, he saves the people that call out to him for help. People like Moses. Moses is saved because because his parents pray. And God had a plan for Moses. This Canaanite woman calls out to Jesus for help and Jesus saves. It's just so cool that we see the connection between prayer and calling out for help and God delivering because God has compassion on his people. That's a super important truth that we need to carry with us today as we experience things. Whether you're going through easy times or hard times, you need to know that God has compassion on his people and he wants us to pray. I think we see that all throughout the Old and New Testament today. So thanks for reading. See you back tomorrow for another daily Bible reading snapshot.